1: forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. Hello, everyone. We have been recording multiple podcasts from Kauai. And actually, wait, this is the first one? No, no, no. The one you heard last week we were in Kauai. This one we're in Kauai, and the next one we're in Kauai, but we really weren't in Kauai for three weeks. It might sound like that. We wish we, were. we wish we were, but that is not the case. We are actually in Kauai for working on vacation. Yes, it is a workcation and a momcation. We're celebrating the wonderful women that brought us into the world. So. This podcast is with another podcaster. We love recording with podcasters. It is with Evian Whitney from the Sexually Liberated Woman podcast. And we will read more about her in her bio shortly. She is awesome. And this podcast is on reigniting and reclaiming your sexual fire. Um, She's really well spoken and has a lot of great points. So do not miss out on this. Uh, so before we dive in, here are some testimonials. First off, everyone, if you have not written a review of our podcast, please go to iTunes and write a review of us. Um, We love five stars and it's very helpful to get our podcast out there. Um, And uh, sometimes we will read your reviews and we actually read every single one for ourselves, but sometimes we read them on the air. So we really appreciate that. If you have not done so yet, please go to iTunes and review us. So here is a review um, from someone named Kitty. And Kitty said we could use their name. I have been listening to your podcast now for a long time and I wanted to let you know how amazing in caps I think you are. Your podcast convinced me to finally begin therapy in May. I'm currently in both talk and EMDR therapy after battling mental illness and trauma my entire life and I've started to take better care of myself and actually enjoy life again. The resources that you share, your experiences and all of the wonderful co-hosts that you have had on made have made my navigating my life so much easier. And are making the world a better place. So thank you for being inspired and lying kick-ass women. Woo! Thank you, Kitty. Awesome. Yeah, we've talked about EMDR on here a number of times. Um, if you're feeling a little lost and like you uh, maybe, well, EMDR is more if you have trauma. I tried EMDR. Well, you were actually talking to my mom about this last night. Uh, My my mom did EMDR for some really um, intense sexual trauma from her childhood, and it was really beneficial. She was going once a week for six months, and it essentially cleared uh, many years of sexual abuse. I went to EMDR, and I don't have deep, extreme trauma, so I didn't really experience much from it, but um, I think it's really helpful for people who have a lot of deep, deep, deep stuff, so I'm really glad for this listener that EMDR is working well for you. Um, So, yeah, testimonials, please go and write them. Uh, You can send us emails, but it's also really helpful on iTunes because that stays public and gets our information out there. And with that said, we have a blog now on our website. If you go to shamelesssex.com, we have a blog. Just click blog. um, And we are now posting weekly blog posts. They'll have more photos of us, more information. We're actually answering sex questions on there now. So if you're not getting your sex questions answered on the air, Go to our blog and we'll answer someone there as well. Uh, And we propose provocative questions there because we want to be interactive. So that's a great place not to ask us sex questions. Please email sex questions or send it to our contact form on our website. But a great place to interact um, and let us know what you're thinking, what's going on, what worked for you, what didn't. So go check out our blog. We would love to uh, share and interact with you. And our workshop. It is December 25th today. Oh my gatos, it's Christmas if you celebrate Christmas. And if you don't, then awesome for you. Um, If uh, you are someone that uh, maybe wants to learn a a little bit more about how to be a motherfucking badass in the motherfucking bedroom, then please go to our website and check out our four-week video series or four-video series. You don't have to do it in four weeks. uh, Workshop. Uh, and it's called how to be a badass in the bedroom and it's four videos. They're under 30 minutes each. It's an online workshop, which means that you can do all directly from your own home and you get to work directly with us because you have access to send us your direct sex questions uh, or comments via email And April and I will directly answer them for you throughout the course. Um, And like I said, all work can be done at home. And there's all kinds of sexy homework and practices and things that you can do. And we even give away a free workshop on
0: there, our online orgasm. You can watch a little teaser video on Mm -hmm. our landing page. Go to shamelesssex.com. Check it out. It's like a little one and a half minute teaser on what you'll get um, depending on which episode. But we do have a teaser.
1: And for the month of December, we were offering 20% off if you use code SHAMELESS20 in all caps. 20 is two zero. It's not spelled out. So... Go and get it because what if you're listening to this on the actual release date? You only have about a week left. What else before we dive in to the wonderful Evian Whitney? Um, okay, uh, Margins wine. Uh, we are in Hawaii right now, we did not bring any Margins wine. What did we drink last night that was not very good? Let's not say the name, but we drank what did you describe it as? It was a
0: chewy cabernet that was really difficult. It felt like I was having a meal, it was really heavy. Is that what you mean by chewy? Yes, it lasts a long time on your palate. She knows. I
1: don't know my wine very well. Yeah, so it's really heavy, kind of hard to consume, especially after our delicious meal and... Um, it was a moment when we actually did sit down with our moms and say and then your mom was talking about how much she likes Margins Wine because she had it shipped out to Arkansas um, but we were really uh, wishing that we had one of uh, Margins Wine's nice white What what's the name of the white wine again
0: Chenin Blanc, Chenin Blanc. and if you want to try it out for yourself go to uh, MarginsWine.com use the code SHAMELESSSEX10 and if you buy three bottles you'll get 10% off if you choose to buy six bottles maybe you're a fan already or maybe you want to give it the gift for the the new year use the code shameless sex 15 and get 15% off six or more bottles a pretty good deal or just sign up for a newsletter and learn about when she's going to have new releases because she only makes small batches this is not heavily, heavily produced wine it's in small batches people so get it while it's hot hot
1: so Chip I have a question for you if
0: you could get any
1: holiday present for me in the anything you, do, you could choose what would it be
0: the gift of learning about my Volvamore.
1: So would I be showing you? or? <laughs>
0: um, well, I guess I already have that gift because I have OpenGS access. Oh, that, was- that wasn't even my intention. <laughs> intentional. Uh, but there's so many. I mean, that's the gift that keeps on giving. Because education, I feel like I have the power to buy whatever I want right now, which is great slowly but surely, not the timeshare they were off, me I mean, Kawhi, but uh, other things. And so the gift of education is, I think, my, like, I like to learn. But it's not boring. Learning about your body is probably the most powerful thing you can do for yourself, as Evian talks about. So you don't want a pony? Mm, no. Maybe are, a baby animal. And a mini horse? No, smaller. I don't have room for a mini horse. One of those pigs that never gets big? Maybe a sea monkey. Those are... like invisible (laughs) they're like sea sperm i want to pet my sea monkey you cannot pet a sea monkey
1: all right anyways well we're going to work on our uh, gift exchange because what we've we've given to each other is this wonderful gift to hawaii with our wonderful mothers who birthed us and we're celebrating this and now it's going to be an annual mom trip probably in different locations although april's mom does not want to go to asia but we're working on that (laughs) Uh, at any rate Let's get into the podcast. But before we do what April was saying, OMGS stands for Oh My God, Yes. You'll hear on um, maybe the last podcast or the next podcast about how we uh, are going, we, well, we don't have time to talk about this right now, but we're um, bringing up a dinner and going to show April's mom for the first time OMGS so she can learn some new techniques to touch her vulva because um, OMGS is awesome. It is educational, but it is also. Uh, A great, very tasteful platform to learn how to add more new sexy tricks on the menu in terms of how to touch a vulva. Um, So if you're someone who already knows how to touch your vulva and you just want to enhance the experience to add more techniques to the menu and things that might potentially bring you more orgasms, more powerful orgasms, um, this is for you. If you're a vulva admirer, this is also for you because it can teach you how to touch vulvas in um, ways that they do not show you important. So learn more, go to omgs.com and if you do backslash shameless, you get $5 off of season one, I teach you all kinds of new things and it is all available to do online. And so this is something, it is December 25th, right? Um, so if you Board maybe, well, and if you also fucked up and didn't get the holiday present for oh. someone, you can go buy this right now and it's actually available. You don't have to wait for shipping. So just, yeah. just saying. Okay. That was a lot. Let me read you the bio of our wonderful guest. So this episode, as we said, is Reigniting and Reclaiming Your Sexual Fire by Evian Whitney. So Evian Whitney is a sex educator, sex activist, and sexuality doula who helps facilitate, educate, and hold space for women and femme-identifying folks who want to step out of the sexual shame and into erotic empowerment. She's the host of the Sexually Liberated Woman podcast and the creator of the wildly successful Sensual Selfie Challenge on Instagram. You can find out more about Evian's work at sexloveliberation.com and see her brazenly showing off her sexuality on Instagram at Evian Whitney, which is E V Y A N dot W H I T N E Y. Ready? Yeah! Set? Go! All right, everyone. It's podcast time as promised. Let's dive on in. As we said in the introduction, we have Evian Whitney, uh, and you already know him a lot about Evian. And I'll just tell you a fun fact of uh, how we discovered Evian. I'm going to give a shout out to Madison, our awesome intern, who is a big fan of Evian's work um, in her podcast. And so she, our intern, Madison, actually told us that we should have her on
0: here. I think we should call them executive assistants. Oh, I like this <laughs> one. Yeah. Executive assistant, Madison. I'll Say it in that voice again. Executive assistant, <laughs> Madison.
1: <laughs> Cute, is perfect. Great. So Madison, we love you. And thank you for bringing us, Evian. And so um, we already read the bio. Uh, Evian, tell us more about yourself. What is a sexual doula?
2: Yeah, uh, I call myself a sexuality doula, uh, which is someone who helps facilitate people through the transition of sexual shame, sexual trauma, fears associated with their sexuality and into sexual liberation. And I like the term doula because first of all it feels a little bit more resonant with me than the word coach. (laughs) Coach just feels really masculine to me and it doesn't really like go with my vibe as the way that I teach and the way that I uh, facilitate people. And uh, I like doula because doula is really about working with people through transitions, you know, like we have deaf doulas, birth doulas, abortion doulas. And so the transition that I work with people through is that transition from sexual shame into erotic empowerment, sexual liberation, whatever that looks like for them.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. So I listened to one of your episodes, actually listened to two of your episodes. Cool. And, uh, Which ones did
2: you listen to? I listened to the
1: one, it was about, I don't remember the title, but you were falling in love with your sex toy again. You had the shame about, you know, you had to learn to get off with your own body and you did, but then there was yeah. kind of some shame about using your sex toy yeah yeah, and, yeah, 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 and then you brought it back and I just loved what you said. And I think you would have loved, you should listen, April, you would love that, what she said about it. And um, can you share a little bit about that? Because I think that we get a lot of questions from our listeners about that. What if I get addicted to my vibrator? And, um, you know, is it, is it a bad thing if I if I need to use this or, you know, if, can you share a little bit about that part of your journey?
2: Yeah, totally. I mean, I first came into my own sexual liberation journey from this place of hearing the misinformation about being addicted to your vibrator and also this like pleasure hierarchy of like real sex and good sex and sacred sex is the pure sex, you know, the sex that you have with someone else or the sex that you have with your hands rather than a battery operated device. And so I certainly bought into that. Uh, A lot of the people that I was listening to at the time were certainly preaching that. And then uh, as of recently, like I'd say within the last year or so, I was noticing that through this model of like, I only get off with my hands and I'm only allowed to, you know, sometimes I would even extend to porn. Like I wouldn't watch porn because I should be able to have my own erotic imagination and be able to conjure up these images on my own and get, you know, really aroused that way. And I noticed that through that belief system, I wasn't masturbating. Like I wasn't masturbating nearly as much as I wanted to. And um, I ended up getting a vibrator again as a way to like, bring back that practice because for me, masturbation is not just about like getting off, it's also about creating a relationship with myself in a sexual way. And so uh, that to me is like very self-caring, very self-loving. And it was frustrating that I wasn't doing that. And so I'm like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just gonna buy a vibrator. I'm gonna see how it goes. And um, it's been the best decision that I've made uh, recently uh, in my sex life because I feel like I'm finally free to explore myself and my sexuality without this notion of pleasure hierarchy hierarchy, or like sacred sex and all of that stuff.
0: We've talked about the hierarchy of pleasure and how there is no, I mean, if you can get off one way one day amazing good for you and then something else changes the next day and works for you that day Uh, and also I've outed shame around thinking that I'm addicted to my vibrator many times Um, wait what vibrator do you prefer to use
2: I, I only use one so fun fact I get a lot of people who want me to use their sex toys as I'm sure you guys do you guys probably get lots of emails when people are like try our new sex toy but I'm like Oh, tried and true. Like if I find a good one, I'm going to stick with that one until it dies. And so the first one that I bought is the only one that I use and it's the WeVibe Touch. And I, oh. I love that one because it's like, uh, you can plug it in, it's wireless. Um, and yeah, it's, it's waterproof, which is great. The first time I ever used it was in the bathtub, which was an incredible experience. So yeah, I'm, I'm obsessed with it.
1: That's that little blue, th- really thuddy one, right? It's like really it's rumble. Like, it's
2: like purple and it has yeah. like a little oh, weird purple, like purple. lip. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah, it has like a, yeah. a
2: little like indent. So it fits like really, really well. on the I know what one
1: you're talking thing. about. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, they, oh, yeah. They have a pure pleasure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Pure pleasure, everyone. Sh- shameless shout out! Fifteen <laughs> <laughs> yeah. percent off with coupon code Shameless PP in all caps. Um, okay, is this is this an example? I mean, there's you're talking about transitions as a sexual doula. Is this an example of a transition of someone being stuck in shame, and of having one story that's limiting their ability to express and live the sex life they want, and the transition into? another realm of more freedom. Is that what you're speaking to?
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So like using the uh, sex toy as an example, and I've actually had this happen before with many of my clients who are wanting to uh, shift the narratives they have around attaining orgasm, achieving pleasure, uh, having sex with themselves in a certain way. And they're like, I, I feel so much shame and I feel so much, um, Uh, So many like limits that are holding me back from having the kind of sex life I want to have and I feel stuck Like I can't move forward. I know that I want my sex life to look like this or I know that I want my self-pleasure experiences to look like this but Shame is getting in the way or I'm feeling really dogged down by this idea that sex should be pure and sacred without sex toys and porn and all of those things and so uh, clients will come to me as a way to help them work through those old stories, and I help transition them into new stories about how they want to achieve uh, their orgasm, how they want to have relationships with their partners, and also how they want to express themselves sexually. Because my belief is that, like, we are not just sexual beings within the context of sex, we're sexual beings outside of that context, and so my view is, I really try to come from a holistic point of view of like, I want, I want you to see yourself as a sexual being, whether you're like giving head or walking down the street, you know, like, I, I think that that's, I think that that's one of the things that has been missing from even sex education or just our conversations around sex is only seeing ourselves in this really compartmentalized way when it comes to our sexualities.
0: You are hitting like a like a nail on the head. <laughs> so, a vibrator on the a clit. vibrator on the vulva, <laughs> I'm not right
1: on the head, on the side, <laughs> on the left hand upper quadrant.
0: <laughs> and we get a lot of emails. I mean, I would say on a daily, weekly, a lot of of emails in general. But there's a lot of female identified folks out there who feel disconnected from their sexuality. They feel disconnected from, yes, their partners, but a lot of times that is also in line with their sexuality and you kind of tuning into that. So do you have any, what do you, what do you think? Why do you think this is common amongst a lot of female identified folks?
2: Uh, I think our culture historically has not, uh, valued female women's sexuality enough. Um, And I think because of that, there's a lot of shame. There's a lot of taboo. Uh, Every single client that I've worked with, and I've had like hundreds of sessions at this point, like they are all coming to me from this place of, I feel sexual shame. And sometimes they can't even like identify where that shame came from. Like, it's not like they had this experience where someone actually looked at them and shamed them for their sexuality. They just somehow some way like woke up with these beliefs and they're like I don't know why it is but I feel like I shouldn't touch my body or I don't know why it is but I feel like I have to perform my sexuality for the male gaze you know and so like I mean in session I try to like you know, piece those things together and make connections and say like, well, let's, let's figure out where that origin story is coming from, because I believe that we can trace those things down to, to like, maybe not the exact place that we heard them from, but it all comes back to our culture. You know, I mean, there's so many parts of our culture that don't value that part of us.
0: And there's so many people I talk to people regularly. And obviously I have a podcast and I sell sex toys and all these things, and they're more open, but I have women in their thirties that I've talked to that have never had an orgasm, 18 year old women that I've spoken with that have never had an orgasm. And, and I am not a doula. I, I'll just kind of ask them like, what, you know, what, what, what do you, what do you like? What, what's, what's happening? And right. it's so to me, you're connecting to yourself through pleasure is one of the most harmonious ways to like tune into you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so important, but I just wanted to share that. So Yeah,
2: I agree. And I, I actually had a client a couple years ago who was in her 50s and she raised kids. Her kids were in college. She was married for 25 years and she had no idea who she was as a sexual woman, had no idea. She had a weird relationship with her body, a really weird relationship with masturbation. She never masturbated. She didn't know how to masturbate. And um unfortunately that's really common in a culture that has really demonized um and stigmatized sex and particularly women's sexuality, you know? I mean, I, I could go on a tangent about this. It gets me really upset when I think about like how masculine, you're male. going into a hysteric <laughs> to crazy <laughs> out wild it. women. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I just I, I talk about this a lot in session about how like because so many of my clients are like, I don't know what's wrong with me, you know, and they, they internalize this mm-hmm. and they feel that there is something fundamentally wrong with them that they're broken. And I'm like, you're not broken, the system is broken. Like we are in a system that has placed male sexuality as a default, you know, even down to male sexual bodies. And so my work is really about helping people unlearn those things heal that intergenerational trauma to the best of, of the, my ability and their ability, and then also just give them tools for expressing, expressing their sexuality in ways that uh, are counter to
0: white supremacist patriarchal capitalism. <laughs> Yeah. So powerful, how, yes,
2: in,
1: in you know, on that with the yeah patriarchal capitalism, and and how about sounds
0: like I'm talking to you right now a little bit. I know, <laughs> sounds
1: <it's> familiar, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so this is our new, our newest host on the Shameless Sex Podcast. Um, <laughs> Well, and then what about the, just also like the caretaking culture, you know, women as the caretakers and, the, and men as the receivers. And, and it's happening in this like subtle way, even if you, for a lot of folks who feel like I'm an empowered woman and I got my shit together and you know, I, like I, I do whatever I want for myself. And yet there are ways that women are taught like in this subtle, this subtle ways to caretake men's emotions. Totally. In in this hetero, hetero, in hetero relationships. Yes, very much speaking to hetero relationships. Like an example was a recent story from um, a client that I had who um, was just dating. And this person that she's dating, this this man that she's dating, asked if she was sleeping with anyone else. And she felt so bad being honest and transparent with the fact that she was because she was afraid of hurting his emotions. And then we do this in so many ways. And I know that Mm -hmm. it's not just women doing it um, with men in heterosexual relationships, it's going a lot of different ways. but And yet I think it's a huge thing where a lot of us don't even know like, that we're caretaking to make sure that we don't lose the love, that we're not too much. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't want to upset the system because then we're the
2: crazy hysterical woman
1: and all hell breaks loose.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I I talk about my relationship with my husband a lot because I feel like that's been one of the biggest places that I have learned and grown as a sexual person. Which I mean makes sense because we've been together for so long. Uh, but I told him from oh well, I won't say the get go because it it was a process. We we had to get there, but. Um, pretty shortly after we got together, I was like, I don't want to be your emotions doula. Like, I'm not going to help you figure out how to feel your fifees. Like, that's not me, you know, like I, I will hold space for you and I will support you as you figure that out. But I have way too much important work to do to be the one that's holding you by the hand, guiding you into emotional intelligence and, and emotional connection, whatever that looks like. And so, um, yeah, I think, and that I say all of that with transparency that like, I'm still really bad at that. Like I'm a chronic caretaker, you know, I'm, I'm definitely the person that will try to help people and solve their problems. But ultimately, um, the more that I put that energy back into myself, the more that I have healthy boundaries, the better I am able to not just serve myself, but also serve my community, you know?
1: So, is a lot of the work that you're, you're teaching people that you're working with how? To, and by the way, you say you you, you work with pre-erotic women, and then we say W O M X N. Can you mm-hmm. explain to our listeners what this means and what also what what women with it with an X means in there?
2: Yeah, yeah. So, I I like the term pre-erotic because it kind of goes along with the the term pre- orgasmic. Like, I don't believe that people are Uh, like, uncapable of having orgasms. I like the word pre-erotic as a way to say, like, I believe that you are already sexual. We just need to find ways to um, release that. We need to find ways for you to give yourself permission to be erotic. And so, yeah, pre-erotic just is a little bit more think, gentle on people who (laughs) have for so long seen themselves as the issue and have really internalized their own sexual dysfunction. I mean, I was certainly that person, you know, I mean, my sex life hasn't always been gravy. And so, yeah, I I like the term pre-erotic because it gives people a little bit more space to know that like healing is possible. Like you're not broken. You're just in a phase where it's pre and pretty soon it will be post Mm-hmm. Um, and as for women with an X instead of an E or an A, um, that is more of an intersectional word that is meant to include trans women, um, non-binary FEMs. And so it's really important for me in the work that I do that I'm not just only speaking to cis women, that uh, trans women, non-binary femmes know that like this is work that I do for them as well. Mm-hmm.
1: So very inclusive work for, for fem- I guess we usually still call it female identified folks then. Yeah. yeah. Fe-
2: uh, women identified, identified. femme identified. Yeah. I don't work with men because uh, I, I love women and femmes so much, but, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Good,
0: we need you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean,
2: don't get me wrong. Men need sexual liberation too. Like men have a lot of sexual hangups that they also need to unpack because I mean, the patriarchy doesn't just mess with, with women, it messes with all of us, you know? Um, and I, I'm really hopeful that more men will step up and do that work for other men because it's, it's really important.
0: I've seen, I, I think it's shifting slowly. The more we are outing some of these patriarchal people that have been in positions of power and these kind of, uh, obviously in the last, even two years, I think it's shifting. It's just always slow, Mm -hmm. Slowly, slowly, yes. Um, on a different note, we get so much, and I'm sure you do as well, uh, inquiries from folks, especially partnered folks that want to reignite and reclaim their sexual fire, whether it's within themselves, within their relationships. We get a lot of uh, inquiries all the time, again, from, from listeners. Um, and yeah, I just want to hear your top tips for kind of reigniting that sexual fire. <laughs> yeah, uh,
2: I get that a lot too. Uh, thankfully, a lot of the clients that come to me, they're not coming from this place of like, I want to make my sex life better. Like, they have an understanding that in order for their partnered sex to be great, they need to figure out what's going on with them first and foremost. Uh, And so my kind of counterintuitive tip for folks, and I've seen this work really well, is like stop focusing on your sexual relationship with your partner, focus on the sexual relationship you have with yourself. Because there's so much wisdom and so much knowledge that can be garnered through the experience of having a solo sexual relationship. And I've seen that work out really beautifully in my own personal life I've seen that work out really beautifully in my clients lives where they're saying like, okay So I'm, I'm gonna stop seeing myself as only a sexual being when I'm in the context of sex with my partner And I'm going to instead have more of a consistent and fluid idea of who I am as a sexual person as an individual Not within this, you know sexual relationship only but as an individual and I noticed that when we put more Uh, emphasis and give more spaciousness to that part, it helps free up and even bring new energy into our partnered relationships, you know? So yeah, I'm, I'm always telling people like, okay, you want your, your partnered sex life to look really great. How about like, what's your masturbation looking like? Like how do you masturbate, you know? And like, what sort of things do you do to take care of your sexual self outside of your partnered sexual relationship?
1: So my question about that is that I, I I feel that a lot of folks who are in partnered relationships would would say object with well it's hard to do it when you know, especially if they live with their partner they share a bed with them if that's like where they're primarily masturbating and, and so so what would be your advice for them to still dedicate time to to their sexual selves when they're in such a closely committed partnership where they don't, maybe don't have a lot of alone time.
2: Bathroom. Totally. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Shower time. Shower. I mean, the thing that I I, I tell people is that like, I think it's possible to make that time. You know, I I really do. I think that if it's a priority to us, if that relationship is uh, something that we really value, we will make the time. Uh, But realistically, yeah. I mean, I've, I've had, lots of people who've asked me like, I'm a mom with three kids and I'm working full time as well as taking care of my partner too. Like how in the world am I ever going to have space for myself as a sexual person? And, um, if masturbation isn't a thing that feels good for them or they don't have time. One of my uh, biggest tips is to instigate or create a practice of sexual self-care And for me, sexual self-care is just the practice of you honoring and acknowledging yourself as a sexual being outside of a sexual context. And so obviously, sexual self-care can be masturbation. I mean, I was just speaking uh, my excitement about the we vibe, which is fantastic. Uh, But I think that it's, as I said before, I think that um, we have a very linear idea of who we are as sexual beings, you know, like that we're only sexual if we're in a sexual context. And with sexual self-care, it's about honoring and acknowledging the sexual part of you outside of that sexual context. And, so, um, and that sexual self-care can look like anything. It can look like taking a bath. It could look like drinking a cup of tea. It can look like going for a walk. What's most important about sexual self-care is not so much the act, but the intention behind it. And so if I show up to like taking a bath, not just to, you know, relax and to have a moment of of alone time with myself, but also to relax my sexual body and to have alone time luxuriating in my senses, suddenly that feels more like sexual self-care. You know, it feels more sensual, it feels more erotic.
0: That's something that I I'm very masculine in a lot of ways. So I try to and Amy and I talk about it. We're like, let's wear dresses so we don't feel so masculine sometimes. <laughs> I do. I mean, I I, I try to tap into my femininity as much as possible. And one thing that I do for the sexual self-care, even if it's for myself, is I will put on some lingerie and just lingerie that I know I feel good in, especially when I'm not feeling like just connected to how sexy I am I'm like come on I can do this and I put on that my what I call my stripper heels and I'll just like sometimes just kind of uh gaze or dance in the mirror and just really try to connect that way and it has been helpful and that's just for me obviously but um I don't know I think that everyone probably has something that they do that they can tap into. and you said drinking a cup of tea Mm -hmm. um and that just brings me to some of your photos. Oh, I was sexy. just about to say,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sexual self or sexual self-care for me is taking sens- sensual selfies. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: tell tell our listeners about this because, okay, your Instagram, I mean, <laughs> so cool. holy shiitakes. Um, <laughs> um, the photos are not the only very sensual and sexy, but also just super empowering. Like it's Thank sexy you. and sexy. Wrong, so tell us about you this thing called Sexting Myself.
2: Yeah, Sexting Myself is a workshop that I created um, a couple years ago that is uh, a workshop that teaches people how to use sensual self portraiture as a way to liberate their sexualities, as a way to celebrate their bodies. And originally it was created as just like a digital course that people could work through. But this year, actually in 2018, I have been teaching that like all over the country, which has been really fun, like in person, just like making these really beautiful, what I call pop-up selfie booths where it's got flowers and candles and people can just go in take off all their clothes, put on a flower crown, and take some sensual selfies with themselves. And um, for me, it's not just about like looking hot in a photo. It's about, again, what I was speaking to earlier about sexual self-care, like acknowledging and celebrating yourself as a sexual being, and particularly a sexual individual. You know, A lot of the women who have come into these workshops are like, wow, I've never actually seen myself as a sexual individual. I'm usually... Only sexy when I'm performing it for the male gaze or I usually only feel erotic when I'm sexting my my guy friend Or my the guy that i'm smashing or whatever, you know, and so the sensual self-portraiture gives them an opportunity to um, Express themselves celebrate themselves and acknowledge the fact that they are sexual beings Uh, on their own terms, in their their own practice. And so I always tell people that like, I don't think that there's anything wrong with sharing a sexy selfie with some person that you're having sex with. I think that that's fine and that's beautiful, but I also think that we need to make room for uh, the individual celebrations of our sexualities. And for me, I mean, we're all, most of us are taking selfies. I think this is just one quick and easy way to incorporate sexual self-care. And also just like, you know, Liberating our sexual expressions uh, in ways that feel a little bit more doable.
1: you yeah, well, not closeting it and, sh- and sharing it. And it's—it's just—I was thinking about this the other day um, because April, we have not put very many photos of ourselves uh, out in the public sphere of us in like half naked or in lingerie or anything like that. Just
0: our album cover
1: that everyone
0: sees. Oh, yeah, um... Our <laughs> album cover. <laughs> well, well, so
1: the album cover. But Dad's
0: always like, "You're half naked all over." <laughs>
1: that's true true. we do have an album cover we haven't done a lot of this and um but you know we have taken photos of ourselves in bathing suits and it's so interesting that there's like this idea of you know context and intention that really does make a difference but that there's I mean I I think that there still is I would say we're I I don't know I, I think we should do more of it because I um I like you know, breaking the mold a little bit and kind of pushing the envelope because also I think it just makes a statement of, um, you know, this is my right, you know, this is my freedom. This is my body. This is my expression. And if you like it, then you can, you know, be here to witness it. And if you don't, you also don't have to.
0: Yeah. Well, that's something that I probably would have never done five years ago, but now I've basically found some of my power and my, again, the, feelings of worthiness, which I didn't really have before. So I would be willing to participate in that Amy. All right. So we need to take your course. Is it a course that you offer? How do you yeah. for this part?
2: So it's, it's a digital course. Um, and I only open it a few times a year. Um, and yeah, there, there's a way for you to do that online. And there's also a way for me to, uh, do it in person, teach it, teach it in person. And in person is really fun. I love doing the digital version because I mean, we can create like a really beautiful community. And I have a special, um, a special like group where people can share their uncensored selfies with other women and femmes who are taking it, which to me, it's, that's like one of the most valuable parts of of teaching this class and this workshop is not just seeing the images that people um, or giving people permission to take these photos but also giving them permission to share them and have those images be shared and witnessed by the by the female gaze which i think is um really really interesting it's a totally different experience when you are witnessed and celebrated as a sexual being by a woman by a feminine identified person
0: so this episode's coming out on Christmas Day, which is the 25th of December. Uh, when is your next 2018, just in case you're listening in 2020, my future self is saying, uh, <laughs> what, but what is, when is your next um, upcoming digital, because uh, we have listeners all over the world, uh, yeah. class?
2: Workshop. Yeah. Um, I actually don't have those dates for me right now, mostly because I'm in bake mode. <laughs> Hey. Um, but uh, the best way for people to know, like, when that's going to be launching again is to sign up to my newsletter. Uh, okay.
0: Sexloveliberation.com. Uh,
2: yeah. Slash okay. newsletter. Uh, okay. And that's where they can, like, get all of those uh, updates about when it's going to be coming out. And I, I have loose plans to launch it again in March. Uh, of 2019, but I don't want to put anything out there, like you know, until I know for sure. I will say that the stuff that's been coming out lately about Instagram and the sexual solicitation policy is really putting a damper on my ability to do this kind of work.
0: The Fasta, um,
2: right? The yeah. Fasta Sesta Fosta. thing, and then uh, Facebook recently uh, rolled out some yeah. new policies about nudity and all of those things and well, even so, the
1: words that you use like right I saw people typing the word tantra and they had to put the at symbol for the a. I was like you fucking kidding me really
2: yeah actually I I've censored sex and sexuality and sexual out of my Instagram bio because uh, just having the word sex uh, based on Facebook's sexual solicitation policy means that I am sexually solicitating or well, soliciting. That,
0: is that what we're doing
1: I don't, I don't, at this point, I don't give a fuck about Facebook.
2: I think they're. I mean, even- I don't care either. I'm like, if I'm sexually soliciting, like whatever, yeah. but yeah. I also don't want to lose this really important, um, yeah. community that I've yeah. built, you know, uh, that yeah. would be, I, just,
1: I have this like new biased opinion who's, we went to the motherfucker awards, which our friend friends put on Chris Ryan who wrote Sex at Dawn and then Kyle Tierman our our friend who has a podcast um, they put on this award show and they're trying to make an annual thing where they gave away awards to all the motherfuckers who are fucking over the mother Um, so like large Facebook was a big one and Facebook was one of them and so it was like a comedy it was a red carpet comedy a satirical comedy show where comedians went on on and and won the award you know Chase Bank was one of them Coca-Cola and for different like fire earth, air, water all these different categories and um Yes. Facebook won the award for fucking with our reality
0: our the souls. most. Yeah, taking human souls. <laughs> souls, is- souls. <laughs> like okay. our spirit. Yeah, no, spirit. our spirit. Yeah, spirit. Yeah, that's accurate. But, yeah. That's it's accurate. super accurate. I and I've yeah. I my social media Facebook. Is so difficult for me to even tap in because people use it. I think they abuse it as well. They use it yeah. as like this really terrible platform. But I love what you're doing. That's positive, and I get like wanting to maintain that community. But
1: Instagram isn't doing. Instagram's still allowing you they're to do owned by Facebook. Right?
2: Yeah, they're owned by Facebook, oh. and so we're actually seeing within the last few weeks we've been seeing a lot of people censorship. whose like uh, profiles are being deleted without mm-hmm. warning. Um, people who were losing like 500,000 of their followers just overnight because they, Facebook has flagged them or Instagram has flagged them as being sexually solicitous.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So, very Interesting. Yeah.
2: Which is a, a long way of me saying that like, that's one of the reasons why I don't know when this class is going to be, how okay. I want to protect myself and also protect the people who are involved. Mm-hmm. So
0: well, we would love to support, so when you get that info, let us know, and we will shout out.
2: because
0: we'll yeah. I'm sure we'll have some interested listeners that would love to participate in that. In but in the meantime, yeah, how, so obviously, um, you do a lot of work with your I, I love what you're doing, like you're you know a sex activist and Thank you do doula work. So how can people work with you if they want to do that? Oh. And we talked about your eBooks and online workshops a little bit. And please tell people, tell us how people can work with you and also access those things because you have a lot of different resources. So yeah,
2: definitely. Um, So they can go on my website, sexloveliberation.com. That's where they can find everything they need to know about me, the work that I do, how they can hire me as their sexuality doula if they want. Um, And then also if they go to sexloveliberation.com slash shop is where they'll find my book. Um, I have a sensuality course that is really popular for folks who may not be able to make the investment in working with me now, but really want to start uh, working in the realm of uh, their sensual bodies and being able to come back home to themselves. It's like one of the best resources that I've made for people to do that in a really gentle way. So yeah, those are the two places that, that they can find me.
1: Awesome. And then do you have any final words of advice to leave our listeners with? anything that you want, if if you could just give them a a nugget or two where they, if that's all they left with, what would it be?
2: (laughs) Uh, Two things are coming to mind. One, take a sexy selfie just for you, like, and challenge yourself to take the selfie and not share it with anyone. Just take it for you, uh, take it for your gaze, for your pleasure. And then the other thing is practice sexual self-care, like do something daily, maybe a couple of times daily that, honors and celebrates your sexual individuality and your sexual autonomy. And that doesn't have to look like masturbation. It doesn't even have to look like sexy stuff. It can just look like something that gently celebrates and acknowledges who you are as a sexual being.
1: Um, April, we have
0: homework. We need to do these things.
1: <laughs> we're, on, we're on vacation. Have you been sexual? Have you been have you been doing any sexual self-care on this vacation?
0: No, because I share room with my mom. Shower showered one two three showered uh but i could i i that shower is really small for the sexual self-care though you you could barely turn around i could barely bend over without hitting the (laughs) sun i could use this bathtub i'll put a a do not disturb sign on my room there you go yeah Awesome.
1: Um okay, well, I love this. We have so much room. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and and everyone go check out you have two places to go. Go to the Instagram. This is and I'm going to spell it to you. It's w-h-i-t-n-e-y That's for uh, evian's Instagram profile. And then the website is sexloveliberation.com. Um you're you won't regret it. I promise. <laughs> Thank, you, Thank so much you for being on your show with us. And I uh, just want to do another uh, last minute shout out because, you know, we're not assuming that you all celebrate Christmas. I'm a quarter Jewish. So um, I got to celebrate Hanukkah and Christmas and some people don't celebrate holidays at all. But if you are someone who celebrates the holidays and you did not get that lovely gift that you want for the holidays, um, that's fine, because you can gift yourself what you deserve. And we have talked about the horoscope line from Bijou, which we absolutely love. Um, it is a sweet little kit that is $40. It comes with a beautiful little gem necklace that's related to your zodiac sign. Also, a finger vibe and a little clip bomb that is related to a zodiac sign, either earth, air, wind, or fire. It's adorable. Oh, natural. it's natural. All natural, all natural. In women own company. Women-owned company. If you can hear April, we're sharing a mic, so that's. <laughs> yeah. um, but because you are so special, because you deserve what you want, you we usually do fifteen percent off. Uh, the discount is actually twenty percent off with code All About Me in caps. That's right, you heard that. All About Me in caps. Uh, you can go to PurePleasureShop.com and enter that in for the horoscope line, and you can get twenty percent off.
0: <sighs> Deep breath. All right.
2: Thank you so
0: much, Evian. Evian, when we're in Portland, we should hang. Yeah, when,
2: you're, when are when you guys coming out to
0: Portland? We need to go well, have a workshop soon, yeah. probably spring 2019. So cool. we'll hit you up. Hopefully you're there. And if you cruise down south ever, let us know. But yeah, you're an absolute sure. joy, beautiful, amazing human. Thank you for the work you do. I think Thank our you. listeners are going to really eat this episode up, and definitely check out. Evianne's podcast, check out her website um, and her Instagram. Check out her sexy, like sexy selfies. Um, And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. We'll see you next Tuesday. Aloha and ciao for now.
1: Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code ShamelessPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.